Not content with your content? You've come to the right place. The Discontent Show with Joe Kuzma. Every brand starts with a story. Here's how you can grow your business by sharing it. Now, with today's topic, the host of The Discontent Show, Joe Kuzma. Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Discontent Show. My name is Joe Kuzma, and I am here with some tips and tricks to help you with particularly your online marketing, content marketing, social media marketing, whatever labels you want to place on it. If you're doing it on the internet, if you're doing it on the web, hey, I'm your go-to guy here, and hopefully I have some advice once again today that's going to help everyone out as You know, I was talking about New Year's resolutions in the last episode, and of course, heading into the new year, I see a lot of clients coming back from long extended uh, stays or vacations. Maybe they set this on the calendar every year or had a post-it note to think about it uh, in the upcoming year. Maybe maybe they're slow. I don't know what it is, but it seems like January is a good time to do maybe some housekeeping, some house cleaning, Uh, check and make sure and see if everything is correct and ship shape, maybe make and go in some other direction directions too. Um, Basically, these are some ideas that if you have a website, if you have social media, any other online presence such as a podcast, uh, you're going to want to make sure the things you're going to want to go through and check them out. Maybe make a small checklist of everything that you have a presence on. Make sure that they're still up to date. Make sure some things are in order. And I got some of these, uh, a little bit of a checklist here for you to go through. In fact, I didn't even have this one on it, but since I'm talking about podcasts and it popped into my brain, since it's something I do a lot of in producing podcasts for other clients and myself, you take a look and see if you do have like show notes or anything that you copy from show to show, which should be kind of a best practice. Maybe you take and you put a link to your iTunes uh, and that's exactly where I'm getting to there iTunes is almost, it's a dead thing, kind of. You're going into Apple Music or podcast apps and things of that nature, so you kind of almost want to allow people to know that uh, not only that change that's occurring and where to find your program, uh, but you know on Windows and Mac and on the various iPads and iPhones, all the names of these apps are changing. They're already kind of been broken up if you got an iPhone or iPad uh, between the music and podcast apps. Uh, so if you link to it, some of those links may need updated. At least the label may may need updated. Uh, Google is a whole other one, man. I'll tell you, Google Podcasts, Google Play Music. Sometimes you'll even see in my show notes that I have both. I have like a little slash between them. So just make sure there that you're keeping some of those things up to date. Those links still work. You want to click on them, verify that they're operational and There's nothing more embarrassing sometimes than when you have something that's old information on your website that you haven't kept up to date. Uh, Let's say you changed some of your branding in the last year, maybe, or maybe even since you last had a, a website done or updated. Maybe you changed a business name. You want to check and make sure that those things are up to date too. I'll give you an example. On one of my uh, properties, I have a BCA version of a logo. And what that means is it's breast cancer awareness. It's a pink colored version of my branding for that specific month in October. And I actually got almost into December before I remembered, oh, crap, I still have this up on the website. I've got to do something with it uh, because this looks wrong and it looks incorrect. So uh, 
go out there and make sure everything is copacetic. I mean, there are businesses. I'll give you an example uh, here too, like Pizza Hut. They went back to their old logo, right? The one that used to be like in the 80s, maybe part of the 90s from what they had been using. You'll still see some of the franchises may not have updated their signage yet and things of that nature. That's something that's maybe at a more substantial cost and it still has a brand recognition. But if you went and you, you started changing colors and doing something that wasn't as subtle and you've done that on other things such as business cards or any flyers you may hand out, any type of materials. Maybe you have uh, some type of graphics you put on vehicles in order to promote your business. You want to make sure your website and social media, your especially like your Facebook and Twitter icons, LinkedIn, any of those pages and profiles are all in line and consistent all throughout. Same thing goes as if you happen to move offices. There's nothing worse than somebody not realizing that, you know, you're maybe you're up the street or across the street. And we used to get this in an old job that I had. Uh, I used to be in an office and people would come in all the time and ask, hey, where is this place? And, and we're, we're looking for it. It's in this building, right? Um, no, they're like, you know, like two miles down the road now. And where these people are picking up this information is off of Google Maps. And Google's often getting it from uh, your website. Now, there's twofold to this. If you're changing an address, change it on your website. Uh, make sure that's up to date. It'll probably get crawled. But you're also going to want to search for your business you're going to want to search for your name on the internet and see where else it may show up, such as Google or Bing Maps with an old address, even Facebook. And there's usually utilities even there on those pages where you can report it as an invalid address, uh, suggest an update. And if you hadn't done this already, you could also claim your business on Facebook, Google, and these other services as well. So then you could easily go back in and make these changes changes of hours uh, that you're open or anything like that, uh, much easier. Same thing goes also with phone numbers. I mean, this happens a lot where somebody forgets to have their phone number updated on their website. Somebody is calling an old number or you do change it. You change it on your website, but you've totally forgotten about Facebook. You've forgotten about maybe you put it on Twitter or something like that. And I'm not talking about an old post. I'm talking about usually there's a little about us section. Twitter's is very tiny, but uh, the one for Facebook is very in-depth and you're going to want to make sure that it's correct there because it's one of the largest search engines in the world. You want to be able to be found. Facebook is usually where a lot of people may happen upon you. And I, I should put out there too that part of the housekeeping is, is if you have like an old social media account, Google Plus, for example, shut down in the middle of last year. Uh, I understand that, you know, some of the client websites that I go on, they aren't current clients, they aren't under retainer, and that information's still there and old because, hey, you know what, they hadn't noticed or paid anyone to update it. But uh, you can uh, go ahead and uh, do that now and make sure you get that out of the way because it's dead tech and it just maybe looks incorrect. Unless it leaves like a big hole on your website, there's no reason to not ditch that already. Get rid of Google+. Also, make sure your other social media links work because you got YouTube or Facebook that are always changing, you know, different algorithms are changing their own best practices on how things work. And you're going to want to make sure that if you click on what used to be your link for Facebook, or your YouTube channel, that it still not only goes to the right place, but you might want to, if it redirects and changes the URL in your address bar, you may want to update that on your website because you don't know for how long that redirection, it could be permanent or it could be a temporary thing where then they get rid of it and it creates a dead or broken link. And if you're only doing this type of stuff, maybe this housekeeping once a year, 
uh, yeah, imagine if they do something like that in the middle of the year and then people that come upon your website, oh, they have a YouTube channel. Oh, it doesn't work. Never mind. Those are ways that, you know, you sell yourself. So don't sell yourself short by not updating that. Um, I talked about a phone number. I talked about if you had some kind of name change, just sticking with like the website type things. Take a look and see if you have a copyright date somewhere on your website. You may want to update that. Sometimes they update automatically. Sometimes they uh, have to be manually updated. And of course, you know, consult your own legal team or whoever you may have with knowledge of those laws as to what it should say. Uh, sometimes uh, some people prefer that it would be on a website, uh, copyright 2020 for the date. And you know, if you have 2019 on there, I think you'll still be okay. Uh, some people will prefer prefer to put something if you started in or you're established in let's say 2016 2016-2020 so you have like that whole encompassing thing of course uh you know it's something where you're publishing out there and copyright is important so you might want to get to that one make it one of your top priorities uh something else on your website a lot of people don't think about is and I never encourage putting your own email addresses on your websites cuz they could be scraped by bots that's how you get a lot of spam and junk email. But if you do that, make sure your email is a current one. And of course, uh, you're always going to look more professional if you're not using an AOL.com or a gmail.com address and you have something that's actually, you know, your business name.com. So this may be time to do some housekeeping with that and helping maintain that sense of a, a perception of professionalism. Another thing that you may have for people to contact you on your website is an actual web form. And you might want to test and make sure that actually works. There are times where there's, a, let's say, one of those little CAPTCHA things at the bottom. Google changes their technology and the funky words that you used to type in there no longer show up. And there's nothing else you could do about it. And you can't hit the submit button. And people cannot contact you. And this is the way they try to contact you. They don't like to pick up the phone. Uh, they don't necessarily want to give out an email right away. It may be part of the form anyways. But uh, filling out the web form is just a quick way that you don't have to fire up your email, copy-paste certain things in there. And, and it also asks usually for all of the information that you require or that you would like uh, when finding any type of leads. So make sure your contact form is working. And also make sure it's being sent to the proper people. Uh, you may may have somebody on, maybe it went to three different people and uh, one of those three people is no longer in the company. Uh, maybe they changed, uh, they changed names and then they changed their email because their email is like their first name and last name. They got married. Those are things you're going to want to look at. So there isn't bounced emails. And then of course, you know, that causes its own problems. Then it could even flag your website as spam. Some of those submissions. And we know we don't want that. We want those things coming in clean. So you get those, you get those leads, you get those contacts, you get that information. Uh, finally, on the subject of old employees, and this one's kind of tough sometimes, but especially if you're on LinkedIn, there may be somebody you fired. There may be somebody that's no longer there that you don't want associated with your business. By all means, if you have an employee directory, if you have bios of your employees or an employee section on your website, 
you may want to remove that person. And uh, if it's something with LinkedIn, you may have to get more involved depending on if they're showing still, because you know I'm guilty of this too. Uh, people don't necessarily update their LinkedIn profiles very often. And that's something you could throw on this list too. I'll mention in a second, but uh, that former employee, maybe they didn't gain any new employment. Maybe they just, they're lazy like me and haven't updated their LinkedIn in a while. It still shows them as a current employee. And if they did something that's bad, like, I mean, like newsworthy, like a crime, you don't want that associated with your business. So uh, make sure you clean that up. And uh, of course, Go in and check your own LinkedIn. I know I'm talking about a lot of different business things that you know maybe pertain to your company, your company's marketing, side hustle, whatever it is that you might do. But personally, I think it's also a good thing that you should go in and do that as well. And in fact, I think I'm going to go do that too. <laughs> so I hope this was a helpful episode for everyone. Uh, get that housekeeping in order. Straighten out your house, clean up, and get everything uh, set. Uh, even if you think everything is good, Sometimes you forget just how old something is uh, on a website or maybe something was missed or added to Facebook since the last time you went in and updated uh, your profile pages. So still go through, take a look at those things and make sure they're in order. And then you know what? I think you'll not only be pleased and uh, just reassurance of knowing that all things are up to date, but knowing that everyone else that's going to search for you on the internet is going to find the correct information as well. My name is Joe Kuzma. As always, you could find me over on my website, joekuzma.com, and I encourage everyone to like, comment, and subscribe to this show. No matter where you're listening, uh, I like to see some of the feedback, and I think I got some very, uh, I don't want to say big things, but I do want to say exciting things in store for you throughout the upcoming year and upcoming episodes of the Discontent Show. So until next time, I always encourage the listeners that are out there to be safe, be good, and I'll catch you later. Hi folks, this is Joe Kuzma. <laughs> no, don't worry, you're not hearing things twice. I'm just here to say from the bottom of my heart, thank you for listening to today's show and being a follower and subscriber of the Discontent Podcast. And I want to remind you that if you're interested in more information about all the various things it is that I do, whether it be about this show, content marketing, or you want to ask a question, you may visit me at joekuzma.com. That's J-O-E-K-U-Z-M-A dot com. Or you can follow me as well on Facebook. Make sure you get the page and not the personal profile. Sorry, it's only for friends and family. Also on Twitter at Joe underscore Kuzma, LinkedIn or Instagram. Also, don't forget, if you haven't already, subscribe, whether that be on iTunes, YouTube, or your favorite podcast provider, so you don't miss out on any of the great episodes that we have. Once again, thank you again for your support. And I look forward, as always, to speaking and interacting with each of you again soon.